Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Praise the Lord. Father God, we do come this morning wanting to humbly bow to your will in our lives, Father. And wanting to say, Father, that we believe by faith that you do know what you're doing, Father. And Father God, we come right now asking that you prepare our hearts and our minds for the word of God, Father. That we may be doers of the word and not just hearers. That we may be able to leave this place and by the lifestyles that we live, that we may be able to make him known by every word that comes from our mouths, that we may be able to make him known. Father, we commit our times and our hearts unto you. In Jesus' name, amen and praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. Bethlehem! Oh, that sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful. We're always wanting to put this vision up before you. The vision of the church without a vision, the people perish. And uh, this is what we believe. Our vision for this church is twofold. It's to make him known. And uh, the, the, the left hand of this vision is to build this sanctuary uh, to make him known. Amen. That we might be able to leave a legacy for our children's children's children. To the third and fourth generation. Amen. And praise the Lord. And if you haven't caught the vision, we pray that you catch it right now. Amen. Amen. We're continuing in this month in a sermon series entitled Make Him Known Through Strength. Make Him Known Through Strength. And we have been saying all month long that we make him known through strength by the lives that we live. One of the greatest witnesses or testimonies you can have is to to go through a, a bad time and to keep your faith in God. Uh, and Job this morning is a perfect example of what we're what we're talking about. Because Job believed in the midst of his circumstance, he had these immortal words to say, I know my Redeemer lives. 
London Bridge may be falling down, but I know my Redeemer lives. There may be fast uh, uh, famines and fires in the land, but I, I know my Redeemer lives. And we're going to stand on Exodus 15, 2, throughout this month, that the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. We're going to look at Job chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Job chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, stand on the word of God. Let's read this out loud together on three. Job 19, 25 through 27. This is the NIV. One, two, three. I know that God redeemed the lives. And that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my spirit has been destroyed. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. We're talking about this morning. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. We're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about what I suppose. We're going to talk about what I see. And we're going to talk about what I sense. What I suppose about God, what I see about God, and what I sense about God. And want Christians to know this morning that Christians should be determined to see God in troubled times. Christians should be determined to see God in troubled times. If you've been under my ministry any amount of time, you've probably heard of anybody probably other than Jesus, you've heard me reference Job. And if you do not, if you do not know the life of Job, I want to challenge you this week to, to go and read the whole book of Job. Because the whole book of Job is a reflection of what true Christianity is is. It is a reflection of how and why God made man, which is to glorify him. It gives us great insight behind the, the scenes and the spiritual realm and the, the wickedness in heavenly places. It gives you a view into how God is in control even when life seems out of control. It gives you a great look at, again, true Christianity. True Christianity means that you can be blessed and serve God. And true Christianity means that you can be cursed and serve God. And as a matter of fact, in the words of Winston Churchill, doing those cursed times could be your finest hour could be your finest hour I'm going to share just a little synopsis and we're going to get on into the word but Job was a rich man he was so rich they called him the richest man in the east 
the, 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 the richest man, if you turn to the east, he, he's the richest man in the east. Uh, he was a blessed man. He had many children. And he was, most of all, a godly man. He loved the Lord with all of his heart, mind, and soul, and might. And so much so that his life represents what it's like to have a life that has a righteous state. And this thing called a righteous state simply means that if you do what God says to do, the righteous state says that you will be blessed. But he's also an illustration of a man who did everything right and God tested him by removing the righteous state. And the devil got foot loose and fancy free. We see behind the scenes that the devil really didn't have um, any power over this righteous man. Because God had put a hedge of protection around him. And when the devil was roaming about the earth, he, he couldn't get past that hedge that God had around him. And the sad part, and really is the good part, uh, of the story is that uh, Joe's problems were initiated by God. As he boasts about Job in the heavenlies, he said, have you considered my servant Job? And that's how we know that God had a hedge of protection around him because he had considered Job uh, and he wanted to get at Job. But he couldn't reach him because of that hedge of protection and God took that hedge of protection from him and for lack of a better word, all hell broke loose in his life. Is there anybody here today where all hell has broke loose in your life? Uh, the loss of Brother Leo may have been the beginning of some of you feeling that all hell has broke loose. Uh, but again, we're reminded that this didn't happen because he wasn't holy. Because if you, you go and see the rest of the book uh, about how he was accused even by his good and best friends. Uh, which they said, now you going through all this something. You must have some kind of secret sin hidden somewhere. Hello somebody. But it wasn't a secret sin. It was a secret God. A secret God that could entrust this trial in his hands. Uh, he could entrust it to him because he believed that, that Job would serve God no matter what. Amen. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, serve God, serve God. No, matter what. no matter what. But if you're going to have any trouble, you need to have this kind of trouble. Amen. Divine trouble. We talked about in Sunday school what happens when you have uh, your own trouble. Hello, somebody. Hello. There's a difference between divine trouble and your own trouble. Your own trouble is that you are reaping the consequences of your sins in your life. You are not listening to the word of God that God sends through the man of God. And, and, and Jeremiah. Straight, was a weeping prophet because everybody amen his sermons but they didn't do nothing about it hello somebody they, they amen in 
the service, but they didn't amen at home. They, they amen in the service, but they didn't amen in their relationships. They amen in the service, but they didn't amen at the job and at work. They amen. Oh, and that's why he's called the weeping prophet. And the people suffer the consequences of their sins. But this is not Job. This is not the consequences of his sins. Uh, This is the consequences of a secret God. A secret God that would define his life. The worst moment in his life could be considered his finest Power. Hello, somebody. If you were watching the Olympics last night, you got to see uh, the story about World War II in Great Britain as they stood against uh, uh, Hitler. And Tom uh, Brokaw shared a documentary entitled Our Finest Hour, which came from a speech given by Winston Churchill as he tried to motivate his small little country to defend against this madman. Hello, somebody. And and he said that we would look back in our moment in time that, that this would be our finest hour. Winston, what are you talking about? They bombed London and many old towns in there for eight months straight. But yet, Winston, you want to call this our finest hour. It was their finest hour because they resist Hitler. And really, if it wasn't for them and and what went on as a result of America getting involved, we would all be speaking German. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> but he defined it as, as their finest hour. And right here in the text where Job is struggling with what's going on in his life, where he's suffering the consequences of being boasted on in the heavens by God. Oh, God is saying uh, this is uh, his finest hour. Oh, it wasn't his finest hour when he was blessed uh, beyond measure. Oh, it wasn't his finest hour when he was re-blessed. Oh, two times more. His finest hour was defined by his darkest moment in time. Hello, somebody. Somebody's here today and you're going through a dark time. Again, you may be mourning the loss of Brother Leo and and mourning his loss may remind you of the loss of your loved ones. It may may remind you of the loss of Sister Baby Ruth, may remind you of the loss of of many other saints, uh, your sisters and your brothers and and all those it seems that that we have lost uh, during this period of time in the life of of our city, in the life of our church. Uh, Oh, and it seems pretty dark at times. If you look at it, it seems pretty bleak. Oh, maybe it's not the loss. Maybe it's a circumstance that has happened in your life. You've never been in this kind of trouble before. You've never had to experience this kind of pain before. Oh, maybe it's a situation where you need to be delivered. Maybe, oh, like Brother J.R. Prince who said, I've never gone through things like this before as he's struggling with cancer. And there I say, as God is looking in the heavens, oh, if you make it through this time maybe God can say that this is your finest hour 
because you kept the faith. Oh, you kept running the race. You kept serving him. And you got the resolution that the old folk used to have. It says that I'm going to serve him till I die. Oh, somebody in here. Oh, you're going through a bad time. Oh, and Job has been sent here this morning right in the midst of his trial, right in the midst of his situation. Oh, to encourage you today to come on that oh divine stand uh, and to sit before us today and let you know how to handle oh these troubled times, how to handle these dark times, how to handle the devil bombing you every night for six months or eight months. Uh, you've been going through this trial so long uh, that you seem like uh, that there is no hope. Uh, oh, but oh, like Winston Churchill in, in World War II, uh, Job uh, right now in your life uh, is being raised uh, to inspire you uh, to not give up. Uh, oh, to inspire you uh, to keep the faith. Uh, to inspire you uh, to run the race uh, at a steady pace. Uh, to inspire you to keep on keeping on. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better keep on keeping on uh, in Jesus name. In Jesus name. You better keep on moving on because you have to be like Job right in the midst. He lost everything. He, he lost his finances. He lost the support of his wife. He, he lost everything. Lost all his kids. Uh, he lost everything. This was his darkest hour. But God is saying that this was his finest hour. And what was his secret? What is the secret to making it through dark times? And let me tell you, don't hold you in dispense. The secret is God. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor. The secret is, is God. Because that's what happened in Job's life. And that's why he could say, my redeemer lives. Oh, I don't know where I got this quote from. I think it's from a play called A Streetcar Named Desire. And the character said, if you can't see it, if you can't touch it, if you can't taste it, then it ain't real. Then it ain't real. And that's what I believe about the God that I serve. If you can't see him, if you can't touch him, if you can't taste him, then to you, he's not real. And I believe that Job is a perfect example of that in the darkest time of his life. He supposed some things. The first thing is what I suppose, what he supposed. What did he suppose? He said, I know my redeemer lives. Hello, somebody. He supposed at the darkest moment in his life, this is what he supposed. This is his faith. Oh, back in a time when most of us would think that our God had forsaken us in a time where we would think maybe that God is not real. When, when you go through this kind of trial, most of us would abandon God, but in the midst of having lost it all, in the midst of being sick in his body, in the midst of losing everything, he supposed a thing, and the thing that he supposed was that his redeemer lives. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I know my redeemer lives. He 
in Jesus name in Jesus name in the middle of your heartache in the middle of your trials oh in the middle on your sickbed in the middle of hearing what the doctors say what they can't do in the midst of everything that you're going through in the midst of having a negative bank account in the midst of not knowing or not understanding what's going on you better know one thing and one thing only is that my redeemer lives in Jesus name I know my redeemer lives it's easy to know he lives when he's blessing you all the time and you going around and saying I'm blessed and highly favored but let God take everything away from you and see what your words say if you can say after he took everything away that I am blessed and highly favored then guess what you know your redeemer lives oh I like that word redeemer redeemer means he can take some stuff back he can turn the tide he can turn things around oh in one moment it seems like I'm about to lose my life and in the next moment he moves and I gain my life because my redeemer lives I know my redeemer lives I don't care what you're trying to talk to me devil you trying to let me say that God is dead you trying to tell me that God doesn't care for me you trying to tell me not only that God doesn't care but that nobody cares you trying to tell but devil you are a liar because I know one thing and I know one thing only and the only thing that I know is that my redeemer lives in Jesus name in Jesus name can you get some resolve up in here in the middle of your trials in the middle of your tribulation can you know that your redeemer lives I know he lives in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor I know he lives in Jesus name give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here it's one thing to have a loss and be able to say that I know my redeemer lives he took everything away from me oh but the same God that took everything away is the same God that can give it all back in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor he's going to give it back in Jesus name say to your other neighbor neighbor oh neighbor he's going to give it back in Jesus name because I suppose that he lives in Jesus name I know I know this one thing I know I'm going through I'm going through heartaches I'm going through pains I'm going through temptation oh I'm going through all of that but guess what I still know my redeemer lives oh I still know my redeemer lives oh the devil is saying you take this and he's going to curse you to your face like he told you told God about Job if you take that hedge from around him while you're blessing him of course he's going to serve you oh but take oh take his money away take his prestige away take his family away take his righteous state away touch his body and make him sick and God he's going to curse you to your face oh but I'm so glad that Job had everything oh taken away from him but he did not curse God oh as a matter of fact his 
his first response was, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. You better learn to praise him in the midst of your trials. Praise him in the midst of your troubles. Praise him in the midst of your tribulation. Praise him and sing that celestial song. Blessed be the name of the Lord because I still know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. Hello, somebody. You better learn who is the God that you serve. Psalm 78, 35 says they remember that God was their rock. That God most high was what? Was their redeemer. Hello, somebody. Somebody better know that God can redeem cancer. Somebody better know that God can redeem money. Somebody better know God can redeem a troubled marriage. Somebody better know that God can redeem a wayward child. Somebody better know that God can redeem, oh, everything that you're missing, everything that you lost. God can redeem it. And as a result today, I stand and say, I know my redeemer lives. I know he lives. Oh, it seems like everybody that I love is passing away from this thing. I know he lives. Oh, I'm going to heartache, trials, and tribulation, but I know he lives. Because yeah, yeah. I suppose one thing that he is a redeemer. Hello, somebody. Not only do I suppose that he's a redeemer, this is what I suppose, but what I see. And this is really faith. This is really faith. He says, after my skin has been destroyed. Hello, somebody had balls all over his body. Oh, and when I went to, and I looked at Brother Leo, I, I could barely hardly stand to see him because he had his skin looked very bad. And, and I was praying, Lord, don't let him have to suffer no more. Lord, either heal him here or heal him there. Oh, but, 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 but Job said that my healing is going to take place uh, on this side of the mountain. I'm going to go through this. Uh, oh, you look at me now. Oh, and I got balls all over my body. Look at me now. And there's a rash uh, all over my body. Look at me now. Oh, the devil has uh, oh, destroyed my whole life. Uh, oh, but look at me now. But one thing I have to say is that I believe uh, that God is not going to take me over to the other side and heal me. But one thing I know is what I see and what I see is that after my body began, uh, is being destroyed I'm still going to see him on this side of the mountain in Jesus name now that's faith that's faith he says after my skin has been destroyed he didn't say after I've been destroyed he says after my skin has been destroyed oh he didn't say after I die oh he says after, after my skin oh I look back now oh but guess what yet in this same flesh that you are destroying in this same body that you're putting me through I believe that my flesh will see God in Jesus is there anybody here that can believe that God is going to move 
move. Oh, and he's going to move right now. God is going to move. And he's going to touch you right now. That's faith. Faith to be healed. Many times, oh, Jesus was not able to heal folk unless he saw their faith. And when he saw their faith, they would be able to be healed. And here is Job. And God is seeing his face. Face right now. He said, oh, my body's being destroyed, but I'm, I'm still going to see him. I'm going to see him in this flesh. I'm going to see him on this side of the mountain. In Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. Somebody better get that resolu- resolution. Oh, a lot of y'all say we'll understand it better, better, better and better, by and better. But I'm of the notion that we can understand it better right now. In Jesus' name. I don't have to wait till the by and by all the time. Oh, I believe God is moving right now. I believe he's God right now. I believe he has power right now in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you don't have to die to see God. <laughs> oh, I want to see him when I'm alive. Hello, somebody. I'm not finished with my work yet. I want to see him when I'm alive. Yet in my flesh, I will see God. I will see God. Maybe that's why Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart for what? For they shall see God. <laughs> Job was pure in heart. Oh, and because he was pure in heart, he, should, he could suppose God. Oh, because he was a pure in heart, oh, he would be able to see God. Hello, somebody. Oh, we want to see God move in this church. Oh, and the first thing we've got to do is we've got to suppose God on the situation. Hello, somebody. Oh, don't think about the banker. Hello, somebody. Though we may have to go through the banker. Oh, but don't, but suppose God. And not only that, but suppose that you're going to see him. As a matter of fact, we've already been seeing him. Hello, somebody. We have so many testimonies about how we've seen it. Brother Bill stood two weeks ago and, and told a testimony about David Asai and how we saw God through him. Oh, God is working. God is moving. Oh, and I don't have to wait 20 years from now. I can wait. I can see God right now. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I can see God right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. At least I keep us too long. I know my Redeemer lives because I suppose God. I know my Redeemer lives because I see God. I, I know my Redeemer lives because I sense God. And verse 27 says, I myself will see him with my own eyes. <laughs> I and not another. <laughs> How my heart yearns within me. Oh, exclamation point. Man, I love this. He said, I myself will see him with my own eyes. I remember the song that the old folk used to sing. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my father 
not my mother, not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You better learn how to personalize your God. I know he, he can move for Pastor Eton, but, but I still believe he can move on behalf of me. See, God is not a respecter of persons. Hello, somebody. He said, I myself will see him with my own eyes. Hello, somebody. I myself. Oh, is there anybody here that needs to get some? I myself will see God. Because <laughs> sometimes you go through some tribulations that, that cause you to talk to yourself. Hello, somebody. The songwriters used to say, I talk to myself because there is nobody to talk to. He had been going through so much, he began to talk to himself. And guess what? He wasn't crazy. He was talking that godly talk. He said, I myself will see the Lord. I myself will see the Lord. I don't know about nobody else, but it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I believe that you answer prayers. And when you answer the prayer, I myself is going to see you. I'm so glad that everybody else can see what's going on. And some interpret what's going on is wrong, but I myself will see God because he's a redeeming God I myself oh are you going through those kinds of problems where you gotta sit everybody down and you gotta just take care of yourself I tried to encourage some folk oh this last Wednesday night oh to learn how to take care of yourself and Job had to take care of himself he said I myself he had to have that faith for himself nobody else could have that faith for him. Oh, he said, I myself will see the Lord, not another. Oh, and he said, not only that, that I will see him, but I'm anticipating seeing him. I'm longing to see him. I'm desiring to see him. Oh, and he said, how my heart yearns within me. I know my Redeemer lives and I know it's not going to always be this bad. I know it's not going to always be like this. And that's why I myself long to see God I yearn to see him I know he's going to come I know he's my redeemer and I'm just going to sit and wait on the Lord uh oh oh I hear the Bible saying they that wait on the Lord shall what shall renew their strength they shall do what mount up on wings like eagles and be able to fly away from the trial fly away from the tribulation fly away and run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. I myself is going to see God. I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting. Oh God, I know you're coming. Where you at God? I know you're coming. In Jesus name, I myself going to see this happen. Oh, somebody here better have that kind of resolve to know that God is coming to see after you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is coming to see after you in Jesus' name. So you better long, you better yearn. One preacher used to say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh, you better get ready, get ready, get ready because God is about to come see after you in Jesus' name because I know my Redeemer lives. Hello, somebody. 
Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail. Hello, somebody. But, oh, I love these kind of buts in the scriptures. But God, here's the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Somebody better get some but God in the situation. Somebody better get some but God in your life. Oh, it seems like London Bridge is falling down. But God, it seems like, oh, your life is about to be taken. But God, it seems like you're about to be bankrupt. But God, oh, it seems like your marriage won't last. But God, it seems like you can't make it through. But God, in Jesus' name, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, but God. Put some but God in this situation. Hello, somebody. Get some word in this situation. Hello, somebody. My flesh, oh, Job, could could, could really, oh, oh, relate to this song. My flesh, oh, it had balls on it. And my heart, and we know his heart failed at times. Oh, his heart failed in chapter 3 where he cursed the day he was born. Oh, we learned on Wednesday night that, oh, the the, 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 the prophet's heart failed when he oh, asked God to take his life. Oh, sometimes our hearts will fail, but, but what? But God! Hello, somebody. But God! Oh, is my strength. It's the strength of my heart. And my portion. Hello, somebody. Forever. Even when I don't have anything down here, God is my portion. Oh, that's all I need. God is my portion. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God is my portion. Oh, it looks like the devil has taken your portion away. But don't believe the hype. Oh, don't believe what the devil has done. Sometimes, oh, it looks like some stuff will be made away or taken away from you. And sometimes you just got to ignore the circumstances. Don't believe it. Oh, don't believe you're broke. Don't believe you're sick. Don't believe you can't make it. Don't believe because you know that God has your portion. And if God has your portion, guess what? The devil can't take it away too long in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is my portion and my strength in Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here. I said, give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Like you're learning his deliverance. I said, give God a hand clap of praise. Oh, you ought to give him a shout right now. Oh, and praise his holy name because he's worthy to be praised. I said, he's worthy to be praised. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. through this time. My Redeemer lives. I can get through. My Redeemer lives. Oh, and he's not quit. My Redeemer lives. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. My Redeemer lives. And Jesus, give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Give God a hand clap of praise. 
Up in here, up in here. Go ahead. Get him, guys. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I'm your here. host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to 
thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.